friends, this is Jenny Burns from the AHC and today we're speaking with Anthony Giorgio from the Aqua Lounge in Adelaide. And what we're going to be talking about today is the difference between a leader and an owner when it comes to business. Hello, Anthony. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Jenny. Thank you for having me. No worries. So to start off with, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your business and um, how you got into it? And, um, you know, how many staff you have, a little bit like that before we get into our subject today. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I, with my wife, Sarah, we own a hairdressing salon called Aqua Lounge Hair Studio. Um, we, as of November this year, we, ca- we are coming up to 15 years as a business. We started the business when we were 23 years old, so very, very young and hopeful. And thankfully, we've now reached a stage that we have... Um, there's eight hairdressers working with us and two beauticians, so which range from about four or five seniors, one part-time, um, and then a few apprentices and a couple of beauticians. So, um, yeah, it's gone really well. Very, very thankful for the great team and support that we have. So it's, it's amazing. So when I finished high school, I went to uni. I was studying human resource management and marketing, and I was working in my uncle's salon in the city, just helping out and fell in love with it. And... My wife was kind of already in an apprenticeship after high school. So um, back then we're boyfriend and girlfriend, not um, we're high school sweethearts. So then we thought, let's give it a crack. And yes, and then here we are. So it's been amazing. Fantastic. So what do you see are the key differences between being a leader and being an owner? I think the biggest difference is when I use the term owner, I, I'll refer to the word um, boss. Um I think the difference between a boss and an owner is I think a boss uses a blanket style technique where they choose a managing style and they'll say, okay, my team or my staff or whoever's under underneath that blanket have to follow it regardless of how the team is different, emotionally talented. Well, I think a leader will absorb the information based on their staff, how their skill, their emotional level um, their motivational techniques and go, okay, now I need to develop a, a technique for each one and they'll move forward. Also, I think a leader will also put themselves at the front of it as well. So a boss will stand at the back and mainly point the finger and kind of dictate where our leader will show show the way. For example, in our salon, you know, there's nothing that I won't do that I won't ask my staff to do from taking out the bins to I'll clean the bathroom, you know, I'll help out. But obviously I'm on the floor as well. So I have the luxury of being on the floor with them so they see that I will help them with everything. And it's worked for our salon. It, it, it's it's a great style for us. Um, and to be honest, the reason I can tell the difference is because I started with the boss technique. And then as my team grew, I realized it wasn't it wasn't for us. They, I couldn't motivate the staff properly. The blanket style just didn't work. So we had to develop a technique that, okay, I've got to get to know my my team because we're in a personal industry and that means knowing your staff personally as well, what, what makes them motivate, what upsets them, what could bring them together. So I think for that, that's how I, for us, I was able to learn that because I went from the boss side and now I'm on the leader side. So right. I think that's the main difference. It's, the, it's just the, the blanket technique or individual techniques, yeah. Okay, all right. And so um, how much does your staff know about the business? I know there's a lot of people who, you know, owners who think, oh, gosh, you know, the staff think that all this money that comes in just goes straight into my pocket and obviously doesn't. How, how involved are your staff as far as the business goes? My staff are quite involved, actually. Um, I think the involvement that I put them in is, is the level that they're at as well, based on their understanding 
of a business as well. But I think a lot of people, and I, I get it from just not in my staff, just outside people, like, oh, you've got your own business. You must have heaps of cash. And I'm like, yeah, I sleep on, I sleep on piles of money and I rotate the 50s and the 100s behind my neck. It feels nice. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just a, it, and it doesn't, it's just an under, people don't understand it and that's fine. But we have quarterly evaluations. Um, we're an open book. And uh, for us, again, it works because I think staff need to understand how much things cost and where the money's coming from, where it goes, and then other elements that understand like tax and stuff. So when we do our quarterly evaluations and we um, assess um, performances and, you know, we talk emotionally and see what they're after and that I also show them, look, you know, here's, here's the money that you've made for the salon and this is where it's going towards and this is what we're going to use it for, but this is how much things cost as well. And it's amazing their eyes light up like, wow, there's a lot to this. And, you know, the salon of our size, there is a lot. Sure, but um, it, I think it's not to sound. I, sometimes when I say this, I sound like my father. You know, kids of today. Um, I think you have to cater for the generation as well because you know I'm I'm 38, my staff's quite young. You know, I'm you know mid age. So it it's funny how you have to adapt to the generation. Like my staff range from 17, and I this this they have so much access to information that we didn't even have. You know, they turn on their smartphone, they can Google anything. So I think that is a big way of leading your team, knowing that they at any given time they can Google anything that you ask or question them. So it comes to a generational gap as well that um their understanding can be more, which leads to more questions. You know, when I was apprentice, I never questioned my boss because I didn't know where to get the information from. You know, I couldn't just Google it. You know, I had to look it up or I had to, I, I trust the process. So I built a different trust with my bosses and I have to build a different trust with my employees. And I think it works for us that we're a bit more of an open book. So they're understanding. Like even when we redesigned our salon, we got the team together. And go, hey, guys, what do we need? What, what do you reckon? And it was simple as, oh, we'd love somewhere to put our handbags. Okay, cool. We'll get you some lockers. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could have this section for our colours and this? Yep. Cool. So we we find that we absorb all their information and then we'll relay it back to them. And sometimes I'll say to them, look, guys, you know, that was a great idea, but it, it just actually doesn't suit for our structure because we have a bigger picture. And they'll, um, they'll go, oh, okay, well, at least you took my idea. They might not like the answer I give back, but at least they respect it and understand why I chose to go another direction. So I think that's really important that it's just absorbing and then giving it back to them and then putting a little bit more of a spin on it for them so they make them understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you mentioned, so you have quarterly catch-ups, reviews, um, performance. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do a lot. So at the beginning of the year, we actually sit down with all our staff and we do a training program with them and say, all right, different levels, what are you interested in? And that can be ranged from our product companies and, you know, what they're putting on or external stuff. We'll go through and we'll match. And then that sets out like a, an agenda for the whole year with them. And then we go through quarterly and just show them like, okay, look, these are our these are our figures. These are what your clients are booked into. This is your retention. So we got we're, we're very fortunate. The software that we use, Hairware, has all that, so we can analyze it a bit better for them. And I think it's good to know. And we don't we don't use targets like my staff haven't have incentives, but it's more about just rewarding them for reaching a level. But I will never say to my staff, you have to reach this level. Because it's our job as an owner to make sure that they're already reaching that level regardless, do you know what I mean? So so, so that's why we like to lead in that area and say, look, guys, you know, I, I'm I'm here to help you achieve your goals, not 
an expectation for you to reach your goals. So I reckon that's a little bit of a difference where they to guide them and push them. Um, but yeah, we do that. But our meetings can sometimes just be like, you know, I've got staff going through different stages of their life. You know, I've got one building a house, one was getting married. And I can just sit there and say, like, you know, how's it going? How's the wedding planning going on? Like an actual catch up. So they're like, okay. Because I genuinely do care about what I'm investing in their life as well. So, and then it leads to like, oh, and that's where I learned the techniques of what can, what my staff are about, what motivates them, what doesn't motivate, what their fears are. And then when we do our, um, you know, we give our staff vouchers for dinners and massages and we book stuff, but it's, again, it's not blanketed, it's catered to them. So I know one likes to go to Endota. I know one likes to shop at Mimco. One likes this type of food. So we cater to their package. So when we go and say, hey, look, guys, you know, we had, oh, we had such a busy week. You know, you're here, here's some, here's some vouchers. Go shopping, go do this. You know, oh, you know what, guys, I'm taking you out for dinner. Or, you know what, let's do a team bonding session. We're going to go bowling. So we catch up that way. And everyone, I think, likes it because we've been able to listen to them and go, okay, it's just about getting to know your stuff. And then, but then I have to, I return it. Like they know my kids. It's amazing. I got two boys and they have, seven aunties when they come to my salon do you know what I mean so it's just a so it, it, it's a you know they, they're all at my wedding they've all been there at my christings you know it, we were a family so it's nice yeah that's good so you, do you find that that helps with um retaining your staff if your staff being with you for a long time yeah so I've got um one of my senior staff members she's been with us for um 12 years so so each one of our staff members from Seniors to Apprentice has been trained from us from the beginning. So we actually like to train from apprentice staff. Um, we just, I don't know for I guess we've always just found that technique. And we've also we've always been fortunate enough that when we do hire an apprentice, sometimes we are overemploying. So we think, okay, well, I'm gonna get you trained. So when you know, um, when people do move on, you know, they have families and stuff like that. We think we've always got an apprentice in in the training to kind of so start um so clients sorry get to know them go so it's not just a random place going okay now so you know so and so is going to do your hair today like well where did you come from but at least they see the the apprentice in transition plus I'm also fortunate that we actually have a couple of big high schools around us where I walk into and um I have meetings with their teachers and um, their vet coordinators and I speak to the children about the benefits of hairdressing you know and you know and from there you, you can pick up a few of them from um the vet schools and school-based apprentice so we had three school-based apprentices so yeah we're very fortunate that we've had our team for a very long time I think 10 years 12 years so yeah we, we, it's pretty good actually we're lucky that's fantastic especially in this um this environment where we have such a dire skill shortage I mean you know there's a lot of salons that don't employ apprentices which is crazy because you know you can um train them up into your your Correct, brand, yeah. into your the way that you do things as well so um no, we, I, I enjoy it and I, I like to see the, the transition. It's, it's, it's amazing to see um, them go from just, you know, the, the basic starter skills to like, um, you know, just coming a senior. It's funny. You almost sit back sometimes and you, like a proud parent wipe a little tear away and go, you know, you know, two years ago you couldn't hold a blow dry and now you're curling and colouring and, you know, just, you know it's, it's quite a nice, it's, it's nice to see that transition and, and look, to be fair, I, I learn from them too. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's amazing how fast they pick up things and they teach you things too. And then that teaches you different managerial styles because I've got a variety of ages and um, cultures that we work with. So it, in a way, I'm gaining from them too because it allows me to learn another technique to lead in a different direction because I've got 
so many different levels around us. So it, it as much as we're teaching them, I'm, we're all they're also teaching us, which is great. So, and so, so did you? Um, um, you said that you started off as a boss, and then you quickly learned that being the boss yeah. is not the right way to do it. What um, like over the over the years, what are the key things that you think? Um, employees really love about coming to work at your place? I think, like in most salons, the first thing is, I guess, your the style that you have as a salon. So we're quite a rustic, raw salon, as in like our, our design and stuff, and I think that caters for today in our, in our area. Um, so I think that attracts people. And then just our managing style so fortunately for us that's spread now through the industry in SA that people are aware of who we are and and I'm very fortunate I've made connections to the trade school the schools and stuff so because we target more apprentices when we're hiring it's you know it's basically we're hashtagging ourselves in in the real world not on social media so and yeah it's effort you have to go out and speak to the right people and stuff but again you're creating an environment where people are like oh well yeah, I've heard of Aqua Lounge. I wouldn't mind going out there. We do a lot of community events. We're around a lot of sporting clubs. You know, my boys play soccer, hip-hop, taekwondo. So we're around and you get to meet people. And I think that generates interest. And I think being, because we're, we're a family, being a husband and wife team, they see the the, the parents of the salon rocking up and it, it allows, I think, people go, oh, that seems like a cool place to work. And I'm fortunate because I've had staff for a long time. They're, they're a marketing tool for me myself because you know, when when we do our meetings with them and you hear, you know, hairdressers have friends with hairdressers, that's how we are. And I, and I hear my stuff like, oh, yeah, my, yeah, you know, the, the guys took us out for um, for dinner. Oh, what for? Oh, no, just to take us out. You know, we had a great chat. And then it makes people think, oh, wow, you know, do, does my, do my employers do that? Do you know what I mean? So it's the way you treat your staff is a marketing tool as well. So you are marketing to them. So, and then they're marketing out to the community. So, you know, you, you, you look after the 10 people in our salon, that, that 10 people tell another 10, 20, 30 people, and then it goes from there. So it's great that way. So I think that allows us to attract people as well. So, um, and then, you know, it's one of those things, just try to be in every avenue as possible as you can and get your face out there. So that's helped us. But, um, but as you were saying before, yeah, with the boss thing, I think, I laugh about it, I think, to myself too because I'm very fortunate we have a, a very creative team, how far I've come as well. And one of my staff members, she's been with me from basically the beginning and even she laughs. She just she says to the younger staff, like, oh, the Anthony you have today isn't the Anthony that I started with. So, and and I, and I laugh and I, and I agree. I said, guys, it's true because unfortunately um, when I was, you know, working part-time at school and all the jobs that I had, you know, it was, I had bosses, you know, and then you, unfortunately, when you, the only managerial style you know is the managerial that you've been, you've had yourself. And then, unfortunately, that's how I started. So, and I think at 23, and I openly admit, I think it got to my head. The arrogance got to my head. I'm like, I'm 23, I'm my own boss. I'm going to be a boss. You know, I like the title. You know, if I could have, I probably would have worn a T-shirt saying I'm the boss on it. Do you know what I mean? Because I just liked it. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't work. And then it was okay when it was just my wife and I and, and, a, and a couple of employees, but it, it wasn't good. And, my, and luckily for my wife, because I'm a numbers man and she's she's 
handles the staff board, Janice, she would always bring me back in line and say, look, Anthony, you, you can't do the numbers and emotions don't always match up. And as the team grew, I worked out that it, for the salon to grow, I need to let go. I need to trust my staff. I need to show them the way. You know, I was getting frustrated that my staff didn't know things. And I'm like, well, hang on. I'm the one that's meant to show them. So I was actually frustrated at myself. And it got to the point that I myself didn't like who I was as an employer. And I, I remember saying to my wife, like, I don't like it. And my wife goes, well, you're not really there. You're there, but you're not present. There's a difference. You're you're not emotionally attached to your staff. You, you're just trying to, you know, get the best out of it for the wrong reason. But maybe if you tried another technique and actually got to know them a bit better, and then it just clicked. And I'm like, well, that's not the employee I want to be. I want to be a leader. I want them someone to look up to. And it's funny, and I change, and you do some research, you do some courses, you speak to some people, and you think, well, who do I want to be like? And then you think, well, if I want to be like someone, they're obviously looking for guidance themselves. And then I change. So unfortunately and unfortunately for myself, that I only learned through mistake. Mm. And that's how I got to see it. And then that has helped me along the way. So I was young enough to admit my mistake and also young enough to go, Joe, I've got a lot of time to adapt. And since I did, I, it's funny, it's, it's grown. Once I knew my environment, I think that was the key, knowing your own environment in terms of where you want your salon to be, what direction you want to go in, what type of staff you want to, and, and even too, you just, when you hire a staff, because we have such shortages, it's like, you know, even to this day, I won't just hire to fill a gap. I need to find someone that emotionally and skillful-wise that fits the mould that we are and the leadership that I'm trying to give them. So once I kind of worked that out, I was like, actually, yeah, this is actually a lot better for us. We can move forward as a unit. So everything we do as a team, like it's never individual so we were fortunate enough that I worked that out when it wasn't too late so and then we moved together and I always say to my staff look let me know if it's if I'm going the other way again you know let me know if you don't like something this these quarterly meetings are an open chat there's no there's no grudges there's no you know this I need to know guys if there's something that you don't understand or was a bit harsh or why we're making decisions this is the time to let us know you know or you know what how can we help things get better for you? Because, you know, like they say a happy team is a productive team and it, and it shows in my work. We always have clients going like, wow, you guys, like on a, on a salon on a Saturday, you know, we're salons pumping. We've got clients talking to each other, staff having jokes, we're moving around and it, the environment is amazing, you know, and it, it's a buzz. And I think all salon em employers and employees know the buzz. When you're in that buzz, it's contagious. And I think that is what, drives a team that buzz it's an addiction you know so it's great fantastic so how do you how do you deal with issues how do you deal with problems um you know I think a lot of young people you know there's a lot of mental health issues there's a lot of emotional issues as a leader how do you deal with that in a positive way um it, it it's it's tricky um I think the best way is what I've learned now is not to react straight away is to try to like, yeah, like if there's a scenario that comes up, I'm like, okay, okay, let's, I won't make a decision straight away. Let me absorb some information because I think as well, it can be a lot as well for you to take in and then you can be, make a rash decision and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have handled it that way. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's something I've learned. Patience is probably the best word for that. And I feel that the problems aren't as big because we're such an open 
salon. And because we have these meetings and I connect with my staff in a way, and I think it's sometimes reading between the lines and knowing your staff. And it's funny, you know, I'll staff will come in and you're in the back, you're making a coffee, mixing a colour, and then, you know, you're like, are you all right? And they're like, yeah, no, no, are you all right? Like, everything's cool, you know. And they were like, oh, yeah, oh, you noticed. And I think because I've got to know them personally, you do notice. Like, I see my my team more than I see my my family at times. So you you develop an emotional connection. So because I, you do that, I think you can pick up things along the way. And it's funny, and I'm like, and I hear the girls talk in the back, like, oh, he noticed, you know, that before I could even tell him. And it's funny, you laugh, but you just think, well, I noticed it because you guys tell me it without telling. And I think that's the biggest key. If you can get to it for a problem result, um, it also blows up. But I think with the communication and always asking them, like when you do your meetings or just general chit chat, if you just, if you ask them how they are emotionally as well, not like, you know, not like you go on the background, like, how are you emotionally today? It doesn't work that way. But, you know, I think if you connect a relationship with your staff, they will drop their guard and they'll just say, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, this and this happened. And you think, okay, I'm aware of this situation that you're going through, so maybe I won't press you in another area of work for a couple of days. Do you know what I mean? I'll relax. I'll take another avenue. Or you can say to the other staff, look, I know so-and-so is just having, you know, had a bit of a bad weekend for something that happened personally. Hey, guys, let's just make sure we get them around, you know, let them know that we're here as a family. We're here to turn around. And then, you know, I'll, I'll send out text messages saying, hey, great. Great job today. Excellent color today. That was really cool. And it's, I, I call it like the, it's that subliminal emotional attachment that you have that when they go home and they receive a text from you know, the employer saying, Oh, Anthony said, Oh, that was a great color today. You're doing a great job. It's like, Oh, wow, that is, you know, and then they show their, their parents or whatever and they go look or their partners and say, Look, my, you know, Anthony sent me this. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. You know what I mean? So then it drops another guard. So, but it's also the sharing. So being a little bit, older than most of my my team they will tell me something and then i can relate and say yeah look i've been through that i've done that myself so they're not alone and i think that's the thing with staff sometimes they feel that they're alone because because we have levels you know you have apprentices and seniors and directors and colorists and you know i mean there's all levels but emotionally there's, there's no level there's only a level with skill so and that's one thing that we try to we eliminate the emotional level so like you know yes I'm, I may be, I'm your employer, but emotionally, we're, we're the same, guys. You want to tell me something, I'll tell you back. Not just I, you tell me, you open up your heart, and I'll go, yeah, very good. Deal with your problems, you know. Like it's, You have to come back and forth, and I think that allows us for problems not to explode because we're connecting already. So I think that helps us, yeah. Oh, it sounds like it sounds like you're all over it, Anthony. Fantastic. Oh, hopefully, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just there, you know, keeping the communication open. I love that um, emotionally we're on the same level because there's, you know, there's a, a lot of hierarchy in businesses, and sometimes, yeah. you know, especially apprentices can feel like they they don't really matter or they're they're the bottom bottom of the rung. You know what I mean? But I love how Correct, yeah. everyone's an equal part of the team. So good advice there. Well, fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. I think there's some great. Um, takeaways that um, business owners can can learn from your story and um, we'll catch up with you again soon. No worries. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you.